We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, WEEI, Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini, taking you up until 6 p.m. Nice to have you with us here this evening. I uh, hope you're all well. You're I'm not. getting a, I'm not, I'm uh, getting a lot of heat for what I just said about uh, assistant coaches in the NBA. It's, those aren't my words. Those are the words of Dave Cowens. I'm not even kidding. I went to Dave Cowens basketball camp when I was, I don't know, 13 or 14. And someone asked him about what's it like to be an uh, assistant coach in the NBA. I think it was an assistant with like the Hornets. And he goes, it's great. You don't do anything. <laughs> you wear a suit, you stand up, you clap, you let the players sit on your seat. And then when they go back in the game, you sit back down and then you go home. And that's the entire job. <laughs> you know, it's pretty different in the NFL. I don't know that, but if whatever. If you've learned anything from this season, it's every coach counts. That's true. Yeah, right. Uh, you can, uh, <laughs> coordinators in particular, can certainly ruin things. Anyways, it's uh, Arcan and Mego here, final hour of the program. Let's uh, let's reset on something that we were talking about earlier on in the show, and uh, that would be the latest from Burt Breer and these offensive coordinators that you were just talking about that we've been talking about for a little while now because that's, according to everybody, priority number one. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft had a little meeting, had a little powwow, and even though I was sort of hoping there'd be some fireworks or maybe, you know, some anger or a little pushback, instead, it sounds like Bill was... Uh, ready to move on and do what needs to be done here in order to fix this team. And I think we all agree that uh, there has to be some change in the offensive coaching, some reassignment is what it sounds like is going to be happening here. And um, that means there's going to be a new voice, I would imagine, calling plays. I hope his offensive coordinator. Do you think they're going to bring in an offensive coordinator, first of all? Whoever comes in next will be will have that title. It will depend on who it is. Like, if it's Bill O'Brien, then yeah. If it's Cliff Kingsbury and you can get somebody else to sign the checks... No, <laughs> I don't know. but it doesn't sound like Cliff's, if you listen to these varying opinions, it doesn't sound like Cliff is totally into the idea there. No, I don't know. it doesn't sound that way. I do think that there's another option here. We're talking about names that we know. We're talking about O'Brien and, uh, you know, Kingsbury and guys like that. There may be people that Bill likes from who knows where, from the Colorado School of Mines or something, you know? Like, Bill Bill likes to pick these random people and put them on the staff. Lacrosse coaches from Wesley, you know? Like, that. not that I think there's going to be a lacrosse coach from Wesley Ooh, calling the Chris offense. Chris Hogan, next offensive coordinator. <laughs> Chris Hogan, there you go. He plays lacrosse. But you know what I mean? Watch like, your step here. He does, he does like to do that. He does like to sort of zig when everybody's zagging, and if everyone thinks Bill O'Brien's coming in, someone who's been here before, by the way, it's not like, you know, it's not like this would be some big splash. Uh, I just, I sort of wonder. I sort of wonder if we're getting so hung up on those two names that we're neglecting the possibility that Bill just does whatever the hell he wants. 
Probably, but what are we supposed to do? Go out there and just like field a bunch of incredibly random people? <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, if you want to spend your evening doing that, by all means, but I, I, I can't just go pick out random lacrosse coaches and say perhaps this one check the roster know? of the fordham volleyball team you know like all these random sports let's just well, see let's see why not it realistic <laughs> um burt breer has said that the patriots have not yet even reached out to bill o'brien they haven't reached out to bill o'brien i don't know if that's going to change now that the meetings happen it's certainly possible i just think that this is a sort of situation where you're not going to be able to drag your feet i mean i think one thing that's pretty clear here bill o'brien doesn't want to do the shuttle that he's done the last couple of years where his family's in houston he's in tuscaloosa he wants to get back to the nfl so if you're a bill o'brien and you look at this and you say okay like i'd like to be back in new england i'd like to be coaching mac jones but if i'm worried about my family and the patriots are dragging their feet at all like, and the Raiders offer me something, or the Titans offer me something, well, then that's a factor, you know? And these things, again, the Patriots aren't generally swimming in these waters, but these things can move relatively quickly. Okay. Things do move quickly. They're moving quickly now. We've already seen a couple of firings, and we're seeing some interviews and requests to be interviewed. Um, do the Patriots have the necessary urgency to go out there and get O'Brien? I mean, I feel like they don't. I feel like this could this could end up just falling by the wayside. Well, I'll ask you this. The way that they operate, so we see these reports from, you know, Schefter, Rappaport, all the national guys plugged in, that there's so-and-so is requesting a, a meeting with so-and-so, an interview. Do you think we'll get that uh, in terms of whoever the offensive coordinator is going to be? Assuming it's not Nick Kelly, Assuming it's somebody who's out of house. Do you think that we'll get any kind of update? Yeah, I think they'll. If they bring somebody Aside in, they're going like, to talk about it. Channel Seven camped out at the <laughs> Hertz counter at Logan Airport, waiting for like the smoke to come out of the chimney to see who the next <laughs> coordinator is. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that if they do make a hire, especially if it's someone like O'Brien who was here before, they'll get okay, their, a hire. I'm talking about I'm talking about interviews. or just like an interview, just bringing somebody in. Yeah, even even a team like that that's very sort of uh, slick and quiet. I feel like there's agents involved there's pr people these coaches are going to want to know that you know there's interest in them so i think that that'll that'll come out eventually. especially yeah. if you're a smaller name from outside you're like hey the new england patriots are interviewing me this is going to help boost my yeah, stock i'm telling everybody <laughs> exactly. i don't know i feel like that would make me more paranoid you think? i'm the little dog i'm like i'm not screwing this up i might have a shot <laughs> maybe uh but if it comes out that there's teams interested in you that's i mean i can't imagine how that's bad you know yeah if it comes out as long as it comes hey we're learning Right. That when information comes out of Gillette, particularly recently, it's very directed. Yeah, um, it certainly is. Let's take a call here. 617-779-7937. Paul is in Uxbridge with a relevant take here. Go ahead, Paul. Hey, uh, evening, folks. How are you guys doing? What's up? Hey, so for what you guys are talking about, I just want to bring up a key point. So historically with Belichick, and this is going back to his time with the Giants, there are two positions that I, I have always seen that he has the least respect for and that he always values good coaching, whether it be defensive or offensive, over. Okay, and one, that being running back, he always achieves success with running back by committee. And then two is the position of quarterback. And I don't know if you agree with that, but I think looking to see how this is going to progress, you're absolutely going to see a decision made on a coordinator before you see anything done, if at all, with the quarterback. Yeah, you're probably right about that, Paul. Uh, thanks for the call. Um, the same quarterback was here for 20 years, so I'm not sure that that applies. And for the running backs, like he did bring in Corey Dillon, and Dillon was, you know, not some guy, guy by committee. He was, he was your, you know, bell cow back then. 
Um, and there's been other guys like that. Jarvis Green Ellis, you know, was mostly the guy there for a while. Um, Harris and Michelle, you know, there's kind of a better succession plan where guys are the running back for like a year or two and then they move on to the next guy. So um, I think that's just more the nature of the position than a Bill strategy. They also haven't had any really great running backs since Corey Dillon, really. Uh, maybe Stevenson is. I don't know. But um, does he sort of treat players that way? A quarterback lately, it kind of seems like it. Kind of seems like he thinks, yeah, I can bring in Cam Newton in July and we'll be fine. Well, and they there, obviously weren't. <laughs> there was the quote out there that's unattributed that came from Foxborough. Hey, we can win with any top 15 quarterback. Right. That was unattributed. I thought that was Joe Judge. No? Was it attributed to Joe Judge? Is that a Judge quote? Am I crazy? I Maybe. thought that I thought that there was uh, speculation it was Joe Judge. Sounds I didn't know it was attributed. Uh, that might be way too concise for Joe Judge. He's, he's a, <laughs> a wordy, you know what. He's like a top one, two, three Four, the red area five. is, you know, a very dynamic area of the field. It's very different when please, you go through different stop. zones. Please turn this off. Thank you. <laughs> Quarterbacks 7 through 14, they, they, there's a lot of startling I, differences. I don't think you would begin to understand if you go through the quarterbacks that are listed with 2 through 5. Yeah. I I take issue with the question, or I guess the the situation that the caller is presenting. They're not going to do anything at quarterback unless until the offensive coordinator or play caller or whatever you want to call it is in place. Do you think there's going to be a major change at quarterback? Keep I don't your, think they're going to do anything feet at quarterback. in reality. Yeah. No. You think there's going to be a major change at quarterback? Absolutely not. Like, I don't can, think so. You can't say, like, you know, never say never. Yeah, sure. Like, crazier things have happened, but I don't think that's the plan right now. It could happen. I agree, but I don't think that that's what he's thinking right now. I don't think that Bill Belichick is sitting there going, all right, I came in, I talked to Robert Kraft, Kraft likes Mac. I'm going to tell him we're going to make all these changes on the offense, and then I go out there and I trade the quarterback. Like, that's, I, I just don't think that would fly. I think that would look more like he's passing the buck again. This isn't my fault. It's the quarterback. I'm going to get rid of the quarterback. You know, like that's that's how that would look to me. It would probably look that same way to the Crafts because they've said that they're big fans of Mac Jones. So, but you know. again, I'm sorry, RKK is a big fan of every quarterback of all who of them. <laughs> like has won the games through him. That it's very nice. Like he he's very sweet with the quarterbacks. But well, I'm I rooting for Tom Brady. I wouldn't take it into like you know that he's in some kind of protected realm from craft he said the same thing you love bailey's after sure bailey's happy got a big hug after you he know, loves the Lions everybody game. Mm-hmm. you know if you're you're playing hard for him he loves you hey. doesn't love bailey's happy as much as i do though um let's try uh let's try hey, bryce congratulations it's great to have you as a patriot thank you very much uh, robert let's try bryce on the cape go ahead bryce hey how we doing what's up bryce uh, transplant living uh, in cape cod now okay. i'm just amazed that all this patriot nation is like under the delusion that Tom Brady's going to come back to the Northeast at 46 years old in a 17-game schedule and play in the elements. Is that something people are saying? Yeah, I don't well, know anyone who said are, that. Are people talking about that on the Cape? Oh, my God. That is, that's all they're talking about. Next really? Year when you Brady tell them to back. shut those traps. Yeah, really. It's not happening. Uh, yeah, it's off-season in the Cape. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the more informed sport. Got to do honestly, something to pass the time. I've never, I don't know anyone who is uh, who's really saying, you know what, I think he's coming back, and I think this makes a lot of sense for him to come back to this. I don't think Brady wants to come back, and even if uh, he did, he'd probably take one look at this offense, like come back and play for Bill, but then he takes a look at this offense and says, hell no. I uh, plead the fifth. I'll go to Vegas. I'll go any number of places. Places. It's the same sort of thing with DeAndre Hopkins, you know. Like if it's someone who can choose where they want to go, New England isn't a really hot spot anymore. It's just not. Well, and just personally for Tom, I mean, doesn't it seem like he is interested in moving forward in his life? I think. Yeah. I don't think he wants to go back and do a retread. We talk about retreads all the time. 
I don't think it makes sense for him to come back here and do a retread for himself. Like, even football aside, personally. And no. No, 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 no. Yeah, I feel like it's maybe more likely he's either in Tampa or Miami. Going forward. Is going forward. I don't think Bill would want him back. I don't think Bill would want Brady back. He pushed, he, he pushed them out. He didn't want to keep him around right. at the very end when he was even younger. Yeah, when he was uh, the two years removed from an MVP uh, season. So, I don't know. 617-779-7937. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. There's some match stabbing going on. Chris Sims worked in the Patriots organization, obviously is well-connected within the league and around the league. And if you look at this situation, well, someone's telling Chris Sims that, yeah, Mac, Mac acts out. Mac's driving us crazy. He might show us up when the television cameras are rolling. But you know what? He could be a real pain in the ass. And Bill's just about had it. To me, that is what part of the New England Patriots have become about lately. They've always been that way to a degree. Very Machiavellian. Very much protecting your own territory, saving face, getting your your story, your narrative out there as quickly as possible. And I think that Mac Jones' narrative carried the day for a long, 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 long time because it was obvious it was a mistake. But it became so overt that now I think you're seeing pushback. And I'm not surprised if the pushback isn't coming from Joe Judge and or Matt Patricia. <gasps> My goodness. My heavens. Fix my fainting couch. <laughs> Sound like one of those, one of those girls at Sullivan's tap last night when their boyfriends missed the shot of yes. pool against you. They were uh, they were bothered. Oh, the <laughs> bad shot, old chap. Daddy will never approve of you now. Um, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is your phone number. Bit of a whopper there from Tommy Curran. You want to talk about uh, drama, sniping behind the scenes, all that sort of thing? Curran believes that this pushback we're hearing right now is coming directly from Patricia and Judge. Possibly. Your thoughts? This is some Shakespearean-level crap. You're about to say this is some something else. Yeah. (laughs) Off air, maybe. Off air, sure. Dad, this is wild. Hmm. Okay, so the 24-year-old quarterback, he's unhappy, clearly. He doesn't like the situation he's in. So he's calling outside the building, saying, hey, I need some help here. What do I do? How do I manage this? Maybe it's all pretty innocent. Meanwhile, the narrative starts spinning out of control, and we're part of it. Yep. That Mac is in the worst we're position away ever. Right oh, my God. Orlowski's <laughs> coming on here. He's saying if he was Mac, he would ask for a trade in the offseason. It's getting so out of control. So then these two former head coaches are so still tapped into their egos that now they're swinging back. Mm-hmm. That is crazy dysfunctional to me. It is. And it's become a distraction. This Machiavellian stuff. When we hear that about the Patriots, I always think about that. Everybody's on the same side in Foxborough, and they're manipulating everything to get their way, be yeah. it you know clock management in the game, little loopholes they can find in the rule book, anything right. to get an edge. I don't think about them turning the daggers on each other. What a mess. Yeah, this it's is bad. Stop. This is bad, especially if they're just getting reassigned. 
If those guys are still here and it all comes back, it sounds like now, right, if you believe Florio and Chris Sims, they're all mad at Mac anyway. They're all mad at him for going outside the building and asking, you know, for advice and help and telling everybody how bad it is and how much these guys suck and how much he wishes Josh McDaniels was still there, whatever it is uh, that he was saying. They're already not happy with that, and now they're sniping back, and they're getting reassigned. This is some sh- <laughs> Thank you. Um, Shakespeare. That is very troubling. That's very troubling, and that, I think, points to just how big of a bungle this was from Bill Belichick, really, to, to bring these guys in and just assume it was going to work. Now, not only was it a miserable failure on offense. I mean, this offense this year was terrible, and it was hard to watch. Not only that... Now, you're still sort of beholden to these two guys. You're not going to fire them. They're your guys, and they're still here, and them and the quarterback are sniping back and forth at each other, and that's all happening right out in the open. Like, that's awful. That's the type of thing you'd laugh at if it was happening to some other team. If the Jets, this was happening with the Jets, Patriots fans would be laughing their ass off. This is some Jets crap right here. That's what this is. So, to walk back to just return to what Curran is saying here, somebody is telling Chris Sims, Chris Sims has connections to the Patriots, somebody is telling him that this is happening, that Mac has this bad behavior, that Mac, if in their eyes, mm-hmm. that Mac is calling outside the building, blah, blah, blah. And it may be Patricia and Judge because they have something to gain out of pivoting the narrative. If it actually is Patricia and Judge, I haven't said a lot against their character because I do think that Patricia in particular has just been put in a in a bad position. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it, that again comes back to Belichick of he's just not qualified for the job. He's just never done it and he got tossed in the deep end. But if if that's the case, that's totally inappropriate. Yeah. That's totally unprofessional. And again, it's a huge freaking distraction. And it doesn't surprise me at all that then the offense goes out there you got Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn racking up a crazy amount of penalties and, you know, the quarterback MFing the sidelines yeah. and Ramondre Stevenson trying to make miracles happen instead of going into overtime with the Raiders. Like, dysfunction. Dysfunction. And it, to your point, Arkan, they're going to stay in the building. There's not going to be heads rolling in Foxborough. Nope. They're the, these are the, this is the inner circle around Bill. These are his most trusted people, right? Like other than well, his kids, uh, among them, yeah. I mean, these are these are some of the people that he trusts and and believes in and brought in here and stuck by. So and how do that you was, squash that? I don't know. If everybody's still in the building, and let's say Joe Judge is, let's just say Joe Judge is reassigned to special teams, Matt Patricia goes back to some kind of quasi Ernie Adams ish role or mm-hmm. something, whatever he was doing as an advisor before. If all of that happens, is is that enough distance? Is it something that can be calmed down in the offseason? I hope so. I hope that if they bring in a new coordinator or a new offensive coach or whatever it is that they end up doing, whether he has the title or not, I hope that they have enough uh, insulation that they can keep Mac sort of away from any other voices that may be out there trying to trying to sabotage him. And that's sort of what I what I attribute this to. I mean, these guys these guys know that what's best for the team is for Mac Jones to be focused and confident and optimistic going into next season. And instead they're out there saying, doesn't well, he's not that like great. They're, they're, if this is the case, it doesn't sound like they're very concerned with what's best for the team. No. Bill says that. If this is the case, it sounds like they're concerned with what the narrative is. Yeah. Who's at fault? pointing fingers, holding daggers at each other's throats. That's totally ridiculous. It is. And when you look and at it's where... it's unacceptable. It is. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Mwah. 
you know that we're talking about a player, by the way, who's very early in his career and is trying He's to 24. establish his career. He's trying to make money and be a professional quarterback in the NFL. These two coaches are on like the downswing of their tie. They were it didn't Tommy talked about Arcan, this. They, don't they were head so. coaches and then they weren't and now they've come back to Bill and you know with the tail between their legs begging for a job and he says fine because I don't have to pay you. You can be here and you can work here. And they may have really damaged this quarterback. They may have really damaged his future. They may have damaged his career, his earning potential, all those sorts of things. Mac Jones didn't do that to them, right? Even if Mac's out there MFing them and, you know, calling around and telling everybody how stupid they are, these guys are failed head coaches who are coming on here with these sort of cushy jobs that they shouldn't really even have. Mac Jones is a quarterback, 15th, uh, 15th overall pick in the draft quarterback who has an entire future ahead of him. And these guys may be screwing it up. Like, their future isn't as important as his. That's a, I mean, that's just common sense, I think. Honestly, to look at this clearly from both sides, this is not about the team at all. This is about each individual being concerned with their career. We talked to Dan Orlowski. He said, like, where Mac is right now, he's thinking about his career as a quarterback. Which direction is it going to go in? Is he going to follow the path he was on last season where he was a pro bowler? You know, however you want to... However you want to categorize how he got into that. He was, and he was on the path to some something great, something very good, mm-hmm. or the path that he's on now, which is being, a, you know, bottom of the starters, if not a backup somewhere. And so, honestly, you can understand how he's very concerned about that. And these these two guys are hyper-concerned with their own careers, trying to get ba- trying to leverage themselves back into momentum that they had before they went and flamed out somewhere else well, they're doing a terrible job of it if they're that's doing a the poor case. job you're you're right about that and they also i mean they well, didn't, you could say all three are doing a poor job they didn't get fired the way they're, like kingsbury got fired you know like they got run out of town those maybe two. they feel like they are because of the way that they they see mac behaving in their own eyes my point is it's also freaking dysfunctional <laughs> yeah oh my god how did it get to this point I How did know. it get to this point? It's a, it's a great thing them. to say. Dysfunctional. Because seriously, this stuff, and I'm, I'm assuming that these pundits get their scoops from somewhere, but never to the point where you're going to have a coach for the Patriots, in theory, allegedly, cutting the legs out from their own quarterback. Like, this is next level dysfunction. I mean, this isn't, I don't even know if it's like a Jets thing. It's just, it's so unheard of in, in the Bill Belichick era of Patriots football that you could have two of your most seasoned guys, the, the two guys that are supposed to work with Mac, turn around and go, hey, you know what? He's kind of a pain in the ass to deal with. He's a why guy. Now it's starting to make a lot of sense, like where all these things were coming from. Oh, Mac cares too much. It's a you know question mark versus an exclamation point. He's complaining and he doesn't want to get on board. And if what Tom E. Curran is saying is true, I think we just kind of put the pieces together and figure out where these tales were coming from. Yeah, that's fair. You know, the Patriots won three Super Bowls, and then there was a 10-year gap until they won the fourth one. Are we waiting 10 years for Belichick to fix this or however long it's going to take before they're back in that kind of contention? And Do by you think the way, Robert Kraft wants to wait 10 years? Of course not. And also, Brady was there the whole time, too. The greatest player of all time was there with you for all 10 of those years, and, uh, you know, they, they ended in the, in disappointment almost every single year. Uh, that, I mean, that that sort of tells you something here. Are you willing, and that 09 and 08 and some of these years were bad. I mean, there was it was a, a dysfunctional setting right there. It was players who didn't want to listen and, you know, guys who maybe didn't have great character, uh, patriot character, whatever. Fine. 
but eventually they figured it out, and eventually they reset, and they got the team back, and Brady was able to keep winning Super Bowls. Brady's gone, and I don't think the Bill has 10 more years to fix this, and I'm wondering if that's what it's going to take. Well, if you listen to Vince Wilfork, who's doing some kind of media tour for a tailgating cook-off show that he's hosting. Which I can't wait to watch, by yeah, the way. I, mean, I think it's going to be very entertaining. Is it already for, out, for, by the way? food show. Is Wilfork show? I think it is out. I think it's debuted, but... He's he's doubting a little bit of the character, at least of this generation of football players. You know, it sounded like some of this was was directly uh, singling out Patriots players, mm-hmm. particularly. He talks about talking back to Belichick, and we saw reports that Jack Jones had talked back to Belichick in a meeting uh, as recently as two weeks ago. And so, I I understand how you could see it from that perspective. It's just to me, who's Who's the like pro in the role? Who's qualified to be in the role? Mac Jones. Is Mac Jones qualified to be the starting quarterback? Like, has he earned that? Yes. Because I feel that Matt Patricia was not qualified to be in that position. So I feel like Mac has more of a leg to stand on. And by the way, I don't remember Mac going out and saying disparaging things like leaking to people. Yeah, he may have done that, but, you know, and then we didn't know about it. Asking for help outside the organization? That's not really that bad. I don't think that's that bad bad of a thing to do. With a a straight face and said that Matt Patricia is one of the most brilliant football minds I have ever been around. We had to talk about those guys like that for months. For months in the preseason, I felt so bad for Mac. Every single time something didn't work, he had to go back in there and stand in front of everybody and talk about how brilliant Joe Judge and Matt Patricia were. I thought I was like, Jesus, this guy. Can you give him a break, please? It's one thing he's got to figure out this new offense. Now he has to prop everybody up too. I thought that was so annoying. <laughs> like, you know, be the leader of the players. You don't have to be the leader of the coaches too. That should be that should be a separate job and a it's separate just, thing. Yeah, like- I think Matty's done a great job. Uh, he's one of the most brilliant people I've ever been around in terms of football. Not- I say again, like, if this is the case, if this, you know, reputational slander, whatever you, I know it's not exactly slander, but these rumors about Max behavior or misbehavior or whatever are coming from these coaches, I just, I can't, I can't understand how Bill abides by that unless he's also behind it and saying something to the same extent. I think Bill leaks stuff. Well, I think yeah, Bill, I think Bill stuff, definitely. But... Remember when he did that interview with Shaughnessy? Like that was him getting out ahead of stuff. That, that was him leaking. That was him sitting down for an interview. That's true, but I think he's leaked stuff too. My and that was me. that was a very sort of direct. <laughs> Ooh, I've way got of... a source very close to the situation, <laughs> and it's it is. You'll never logic. guess. <laughs> he's not above as Machiavellian as he is. He's not right. above getting his narrative out there too. Mm-hmm. He does that too. Sometimes very directly, like with Shaughnessy. Sometimes I think more, uh, you know, through back channels and things like that. But he definitely does that. Uh, I don't know if he tolerated from his other coaches against the starting quarterback. I don't know. But I tend to think that Bill probably does side with his coaches over these players. Do you have any sympathy for Bill Belichick at this point? If all these things that, that are being alleged about what's going on with his number one quarterback and his top two coaches, and now it seems like he's got so many fires to, to put out, I almost... I think I might actually kind of feel bad that this is the situation he's in right well, now. He's all these Why? That's created it. Yeah. And I think everything changed when the idea that the two guys that he really, really went to bat for are basically selling out his quarterback and his team and making life more difficult. That's why I feel bad for him. He backed these guys. He asked, He said, whatever happens, at the end of the day, it's Bill Belichick's fault. You blame me. Take notes. All that jazz. But if you sit and you put your neck out there, your professional 
uh, name behind these guys, and they turn around and in allegedly do what Tommy Kern is saying they could have done. I, I don't know how you forgive that. I don't know what you're supposed to do with these guys. You got to get them away from Mac Jones, unless you agree with them. Unless you agree with them, uh, even look- even if you do agree with them, though, even if you do agree that you you don't like how let's say Mac went out and was <laughs> courting advice from other players yeah. or coaches let's or whatever. Let's just hypothetically say Josh McDaniels got a phone call. Yeah, one day. So there's a name. Don't like that. It's still the insecurity that comes from working your ass off all year in a position that you're not qualified for, feeling like it's totally thankless, getting dunked on all the time and reacting to that by going out there and essentially like dunking the quarterback's head underwater through Chris Sims, if that's your reaction, you don't have the stuff for this. If that's your reaction, like, that is so petty and, again, dysfunctional and in the best interest of your career, not in the best interest of the team. When Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were fired from their jobs, the players on those teams rejoiced. Okay, that's not – I don't think that they're so far removed from that kind of behavior and that kind of uh, you know lack of faith from their players. I just think Bill doesn't see it. Uh, 617-779-7937, there's your phone number. Let's go to Justin, who is in the car with a take on Mac Jones. Hi, Justin. Hi. I wanted to bring – Justin, we're going to put you on hold because that phone is a mess. Let's try David in the car. Go ahead, David. Hey, good afternoon. Good evening, guys. Thank you for taking the call. You so, here's, here's the argument, you know, the realization that people aren't seeing. The Patriots with Tom Brady, okay, took him 10 years to get back, like you guys just mentioned it. Took him 10 years to get to, to win another Super Bowl. The Patriots aren't going to win any Super Bowls anytime soon, unless, unless they are making major, major adjustments in this organization. Starting right from the top, and Belichick has to be the one. If he's going to stay here, he has to be the one to get off from his friends. You know, there's a rule in business about hiring buddies that it can only get you so far, and at some point it comes back to bite you on the butt. And I think that's Belichick is at that point. He, he needs to realize it's time to to move on to other people that it's really going to work for you and make it work. It's not working, and if he keeps it the way it is, it will not work. We will not see another Super Bowl for 10, 15 years. Thanks for the call, David. Um, Meg, let me ask you something. Do you think Bill's going to retire after he catches Shula if he does? Do you think he'll retire, like, right after that? Um, it's a good question. Probably. Because if he does, doesn't that sort of make this all sort of, you know? like yeah, if it, You think it's gross? Great question. Yeah, if he's just going to retire right after he catches Shula, then what are we doing What do here? you want him to do, coach forever? No, I'm saying, like, if that's the only reason he's hanging on, if that's the only reason he hasn't retired already. I don't think it's the only reason. I think that there's lots of people out there whose life is their work, and they don't, you know, or work is their life. I suppose. And they don't want to hang it up until they really feel like they have to. Yeah, but he won't have to. Just because he catches Shula. I'm saying you have to because of health and personal life sure. and aging, like the natural process of walking out the door. <laughs> just the thought just the thought I'm having here. Uh, 617-779-7937. Bob is in Andover. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. I love the new show. Thanks, Bob. Um, I don't blame Mac Jones for anything that he's doing with regarding the season. I mean, he got handed a handful of crap. He's playing for his, he's playing for his retirement and his career, you know. Yeah. And for what happened in this season is so ridiculous. Michael Irvin agreed with, with you know, with Mac Jones. Nikovich today, I listened to him today. He agreed with Mac Jones. You know, I mean, 
just look at what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I could care less about Judge and Patricia because basically between him, Belichick, and uh, Patricia and Judge, it's it's been a it's been a nest show. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the call, Bob. So he's siding with Mac. He's siding with Mac. The only person who hasn't sided with Mac, like publicly, is Vince Wilfork. <laughs> like you know, everybody else, I feel like, is firmly in his corner, including the players in that locker room, with the exception of maybe Trent Brown. <laughs> I think yeah. Trent Brown maybe doesn't like. There's him. a great quote. Uh, we don't have it uh, of Jacoby Myers after the game, after the Bills game, and it might have been the day after when they were cleaning. Oh, up Oh, what lockers, he liked about Mac? Asked about Mac yeah. as a leader, and he said, you know. Pff, Time after times, I'm paraphrasing here. The fans were chanting another quarterback's name, and he never said anything about it. Never said, and it just went out and played. Yep, never mf the fans. It's so funny to me the freaking <laughs> like the affluence thing and everything. Like he he does he tries to present himself as humble in situations like that. And it's like, doesn't get very far, does it? No. With certain people. It doesn't. And listen, I like Mac. I think he does do some dirty stuff, but I do like him. I do like him, and I hope that he's the quarterback of the future and that you they like do that right by him. Alvarado kid. From, I love Jose Alvarado. From the, from the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Pelicans too. So. If you want, so he didn't do a lot last night. CJ McCollum was going crazy in that game. But if you ever watch a Pelicans game, it's this guy Jose Alvarado. He's got uh, braids and he wears a headband. He's awesome. He's like my he's like my sixth he's favorite player Marcus in the NBA. Smart. I love him. Uh, six months in, I don't even like Marcus Smart that much. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number. We'll come back and wrap things up with your phone calls next. Sports Radio W E E I. We'll get to the almost end of the show in just a moment. But got the Celtics and the Bruins playing tonight. Am I right? Uh, Celtics with Brooklyn, and uh, the Bruins will be hosting the Seattle Kraken, who have won six in a row. Uh, We didn't really talk much about the actual game last night. We talked about the pool game, Mego, and that was an epic game, obviously, if you missed it. Well, it wasn't uh, wasn't exactly like an incredibly competitive game last night. No, it wasn't, but you know one thing I noticed that annoyed me at Mm. the game? Before I blacked out, it was uh, you didn't black out. I didn't did black you? out. Um, Jason you did Tatum. send me the same message a couple times. I may have there may have been some spots that got missed, but I didn't. No, I, I was aware of where I was the whole time, um, and I was also aware of the fact that Jason Tatum was getting MVP chance on a night when Jalen Brown was going crazy. Jalen Brown had a double double at the half. He had sixteen and ten at halftime last night. He was awesome in that game. One of Jalen Brown's best games of the year, maybe one of the best games he's ever had. And they're still giving Jason Tatum the MVP chance. I thought that was a little funny. I was waiting for Brown to go to the line, and I was going to start an MVP chant for him. You told me this, but it never happened in the moment. Do yeah. you remember that? I don't remember. You said you when he goes this. back to the line, let's start an MVP chat, and I, I said, was man. I, was I really... said no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't, don't recall that. You were trying. I thought to, I just you had like a new thought right to get now. on the jumbotron. I do remember that. Come on, guys, get loud for Jaden Brown. So. The uh, the worker there who brings the camera and yeah. puts people on the Jumbotron came into our section. And my brother and everybody was like, hey, it's his birthday. Get him on there. And I was wearing my deep I'm brown sure it shirt. A, it was the first time she ever heard that. I'm sure it was. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you saw this. On the Jumbotron, they do this thing of all the birthdays. It was everybody's birthday in the entire game. And they all got recognized except me on the Jumbotron. It's a little Arcans. <laughs> 40 people had their birthday last I was like, come on, when's my name coming up? It never came up. And I didn't make it on the Jumbotron either. It's your mom's fault. They took one look at me and said, this guy is uh, too inebriated to put on this big screen. <laughs> that was, I think, what they thought. Uh, but I was going to do I had my D. Brown shirt. So when they got me on the Jumbotron, I was going to do the D. Brown, which looks like a dab now. I don't know if it would have translated, but that mm-hmm. was my big plan. That was my big Jumbotron plan. 
I'm what sorry, you we, we, you didn't get to see it. Maybe next we'll time. go back. Next, go back next for year. another. But you redeemed yourself at the pool table. Oh, my, on my 42nd we do, birthday. We do have an update just now from Lamar Jackson. Oh. So I said Lamar is super ghost. Nobody knows where he is. Right. He tweeted out uh, just a few minutes ago, thank you everyone for your support and concerns. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain Ooh. on the borderline of a strain three. There is still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we have a chance. So then he puts two purple hearts. Hey, guys, don't ski for the season. <laughs> Sounds like it. Doesn't sound like he's coming back to play. Um, that's going to really ruin Dan Orlovsky's quarterback rankings, I think. It really is. Yeah, we didn't get into those. We might have to save those for tomorrow. Cowboys fans are very upset with Dan Orlovsky because I I believe he had Dak Prescott third to last on his list. Yeah, he had him below Daniel Jones. Um, I've suffered a PCL break. I'm still inflammation in the knee. Remains unstable. I'm still in good spirit. He's not playing. He's done. He is finished. That stinks. Uh, you it's, know, it's a huge bummer because the first half of the season it looked like, oh, where it's going to be like Judge again. You know, like Aaron yeah. Judge is going to be a total bet on yourself guy, and he's going to get a huge contract. And it's, that's the problem with betting on yourself. Sometimes it goes the other way. Yeah, sometimes you get a PCL grade two sprain. Uh, today is a very special anniversary, everybody. And with that, here's Ryan. Yes, we are at the almost end of the show, which is sponsored by Cars for Kids. And, of course, that is the easy way to donate your car. Donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Call 877-CARS-4KIDS today or donate online at carsforkids.org. Remember, that is Cars with a K. And I don't know if this is actually a true anniversary, Arcan, but this got uh, posted on Twitter a day ago. So I'm going to say that this is an anniversary that we should all be celebrating. Are you guys familiar with the name Brian Collins? I'm not. You're not familiar with the name Brian Collins. Megan? Only because I just looked it up. Uh Uh-huh. See, Brian Collins is probably better referred to and known as the Boom Goes the Dynamite guy. I know that guy. I know him. This is a sports cast from a, at the time, he was a Ball University student, and he was, I don't know, just tapped last minute to do the, uh, the sports report on his local news station. But I, I really, I live for these bloopers. I can relate to them. I go through trending and screw up words all the time. But this really has become an all-time moment in internet lore. So in case you haven't heard this, you are in for a treat. Here's just a portion of the, as we know him, the Boom Goes the Dynamite reporter. Hello, everyone. Well, the Ball State softball team continued to play this weekend, and they were hoping to continue off of their straight three out of four losses. And so we'll take a look and see how that happened. They started off good, but then eventually but the Ball State women's, be- women's team shot down Uh-oh. and ended up doing poorly. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you think and, the oh, no was? Okay. We're going to continue on. Lost now. the prompter, maybe? The Indiana Pacers are looking for a measure of revenge tonight against the New Jersey Nets and to strengthen their playoff hopes. The Nets won the last Sunday's matchup 94-85, to which left the Pacers one game behind the Chicago in the seventh series spot. Let's check out the highlights. Now, there are highlights being shown. Like it sounds like me in the first segment today. I can hear the flops. Steven flops. Jackson's David. <laughs> then he just doesn't say anything. Yeah. David West. That's David West. You're still on the air. Reggie Miller's looking good. <laughs> yep. He shoots a three, and it's good. He's doing play-by-play now? <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, to shoots the man. it, and boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Landed that one. 
The final scores ended up with the Pacers 63 to the Nets 61. It's a real low-scoring game, wasn't it? Yeah, right. The Associated Press of the All-American first team in college baseball was announced today at Utah's seven-foot sophomore center Andrew Bogot was the leading vote getting... Oh my goodness, gracious. Andrew! <laughs> Andrew Bogot. You know everybody. Uh, everybody loves the boom goes the dynamite. But the best part of that clip is when he says passes to the man. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man. <laughs> I like when he. The man. <laughs> I like when he just stops talking and tries to oh, collect no. himself. Yeah, like all right, get it together, Brian. Is it Brian is that his name? Brian Collins. Yeah, come In on, Brian. In hindsight, it's just so Focus. mean. Like, how did I? Who leaked this? Because it was definitely very, Somebody very early with YouTube. an awesome sense of humor. Because yeah. I think it's this... It's so mean. This go, I'm sorry, this goes back to 2005, station. Megan. So you're right. you got to do... It's not just like clip this, retweet it, all that. No, no, no. We're in the infancy of they the internet They were still superhighway. doing tape to tape then. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened, whatever happened to this guy? Uh, I believe he got... I know Tosh.0 did Web Redemption. I believe he went on there. I think uh, when I read about him earlier today, he was uh, a freelance reporter, although he said he never covered sports again. But, I mean, with chops like that, I, I don't know how you don't go right Later, he it. gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. He had that one ready. He, I think that may be the only thing he was prepared to say. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Which apparently the backstory on that was him and his college roommates wanted to find out different cool ways to shout stuff while they were playing Mario Kart. And that was the birth of something that has lived, you know, for over 15 years at this point. And boom goes the dynamite. An iconic uh, phrase. It was announced today at Utah's seven-foot sophomore center Andrew Bogart. And Andrew Bogart had to change his name. I'm sure that's the first time he's ever seen that. And there you have it. We have reached, that was the almost end of the show. And now we are at the end of the show where we will be followed by Rich Keefe. And I do believe Nick Fitzy Stevens will be sitting in with Keefe tonight. Outstanding. Keefe and Fitzy coming up next. Want to say thanks to Tommy Kern for everything today. Uh, For Megan Ottolini, Christian Arcan, we're back tomorrow at 2. Talk to you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.